Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Highmark Church Podcast. Our heartbeat is to help people find and follow Jesus. So we pray this message encourages you, strengthens you, and helps you pursue the purpose Jesus has for you. I don't know what your favorite summer activity is. I don't know what it is or what you love to do or what the thing that you're like, man, when it's nice out, I just love to be a part of, get out and do this or, or make this. And I've seen like a lot of people you see on Instagram, they're on vacations and posting pictures of the time they had away. And man, it's great to have those family times and those moments like that. And I, I love summer because of it. And as we get into this series, we're going to talk about that. One of our favorite uh, summer activities as a family. One of the things we like to do, we don't do it uh, like every day or very often, but we love to get out in nature, go for a hike. If we can find like a wooded trail, a park, a state park, somewhere where we can go and hike just some beautiful trails. And I'd love to take your tips and, and if you have recommendations, a place we should go or things we should do, uh, you know, I'll take them and, and parks that we should hit because uh, we're just, we're still figuring out all the cool spots around here. And, uh, but we love to get out. And as a family, sometimes when you just kind of like, hey, we need a break and we need to be in a different uh, place and, and just kind of clear our minds a little bit and just have some time, quality time together, we'll just go for a walk and go for a hike and we'll take our dog and uh, both of the kids will go with us. And usually there's a straggler in the family. It n- never fails. There's someone that is straggling and falling behind. We have one of the kids, sometimes it's Alexa because she's like taking a picture or picking flowers or, you know, doing something like that. She's 12. Maybe sometimes it's Andrew, our son. We've taken uh, footballs on the walks and and we'll just, he'll fall behind playing with that and not paying attention. But we're walking. Jamie and I will be walking and kind of setting the pace and going. And inevitably, we have a straggler that falls behind a little bit and, uh, and we have to pull them along. And so, we uh, have to wait up for them to come along. And we're going to talk about in this series what it means to kind of uh, keep in step. Because when you have a straggler in your group, you're someone you're, wait, you're waiting on all the time, they're falling behind, you can just feel like, hey, we're not making the progress we could be. We're not where we should be. We're kind of out of sync. And so come on, let's go. And it's noticeable. You take notice of it. And this series, we're going to look at what it means to live in step with God's Holy Spirit. What it means for us to live throughout uh, our daily life, kind of following God's guidance and his Holy Spirit in our life. And so uh, I, I'm excited to dive into this. And I think in times in life, we all kind of have moments that are, are, are not shining moments. They're the moments of life that aren't the part of the highlight reel. The moments that we're like, I wish I, no one saw that, or I wish no one saw my reaction to that, or I wish I didn't respond that way. Is anybody with me that you have a moment like that in life where you're like, that does not go on the highlight reel. That is not one of my shining moments. Maybe you're driving in a car and someone caught you off and suddenly you're angry, you're furious. You're, you maybe even say a few choice words or have a, a few things to say about that person in the car. And you realize, man, I just reacted with anger. I reacted uh, poorly. Maybe you, you're looking for a promotion at work and you get looked over. You're expecting it and hoping for it and you feel sad and rejected when you get looked over for it. So you, maybe you badmouth your boss. Maybe you just, the company, you just start badmouthing. You're frustrated by it. And so it just kind of comes out in, in our emotions. It comes out in those moments. Maybe someone said negative things about you. you. They've said it maybe to your face or to someone else. And suddenly your reaction, you don't always know where it comes from, but your reaction is to cut them down. Your reaction is to kind of say hateful things about them and, and be mean uh, to them. And so 
there's those things, those not highlight moments in our life, those not of our shining moments. Uh, and maybe it's a situation when it becomes hard, it becomes challenging, that you just want to, you want to step away. A moment that you're like, I just want to give up. I want to go the other direction. I want to find the path that's easier. I would just want to let go. Maybe there's past hurt in your life. Maybe that hurt has caused you at times to turn to things in your life that aren't healthy, that aren't building you up. Maybe it's a problem in, with alcohol. Maybe it's drugs. And those past hurts just kind of, you try to soothe and find uh, consolation and dull the pain by uh, filling your life with things that aren't going to uh, build you up. And so those are, what I realize is that when I talk about those things, there's things that we all experience. Maybe some of them or all of them or one or two of them, but they're things that are part of our life. They're part of our nature. They're built in. And I, I, I feel like they're, they're part of my solution when I'm presented with those types of problems. When I have those types of moments, they're problems that pop up in my life and they're my solution. That's my reaction. That's my thoughts. And we're going to look tonight or today and throughout this series of what it means to uh, follow God. And the problem is that these solutions and those reactions that we have in those moments of our life cause havoc in our lives. They, uh, they're solutions and uh, responses that lead us down a destructive uh, path. They even maybe push people away in our life. They, they can give people a negative impression of us. So we're going to talk in this series about what it means to follow God and what it means where, uh, when we put our trust in him and we're daily kind of leaning in, not to our solutions, but his solutions and what that looks like in our life. And uh, when we live out those solutions, a lot of times that's where our character breaks down. That's where we're corrupt. Maybe we even become bitter. We hold on to these things. We don't process them well. And the Bible talks a lot about the, us living in our own solutions. And it actually kind of talks about it a little bit differently. It talks about it in terms of our flesh, that there's a natural tendency that we all have, that we have a behavior that's just kind of hardwired into us. It's wired into us because Adam and, Adam and Eve, in the book of Genesis, after God created heaven or created heaven and earth, and he put them in the Garden of Eden. They broke the great relationship they had with God by sinning and, and, and following the temptation of Satan. And so because of that, now sin entered the world, and that's wired into all of mankind. And so we live with that. We live in the broken. That's why we live in a world that's broken. We, that's why we live, and there's bad things that happen in this world, and, and there's a sinful nature that we all live with. And the Bible talks about that being our flesh. There's just the natural, the, the, the here and now reactions and behaviors and responses that we all have. But the Bible talks about that in terms of that we have it, we have to realize and we understand it, but there's a hope tied to that. Are you with me today? Are you kind of tracking with me? That there's a hope when we read about the flesh that God loves us enough that he sent Jesus to help bridge the gap. To, to bring a connection between our flesh and his spirit. And Jesus is that connection, that God loved us so much that he gave Jesus so that, and Jesus died on the cross so that we could be made right in the eyes of God. And that created a bridge between a holy God who is righteous and just and, and, and has a perfect nature and us are broken. And, and, and the Bible says that there was a separation between man and God because of because of our different natures, and so Jesus 
is that bridge and that connection back. And thank, thank you, Jesus, that we have that grace in our life, that we just simply have to acknowledge, receive it, and uh, let go of our sinful nature and turn from it and pursue the holy nature that God has for our life. That's the ultimate hope. That's the ultimate grace that we can stand on. And I'm thankful that when the Bible talks about our fleshly, it talks about our low lights, it talks about the things that we do wrong, that it's always contrasted with the grace that we have. It's always contrasted with the spirit of God that we can step into and that we can grab hold of. It's contrasted with that. It's not by our effort and our works, but it's because of God's grace that now we can live our daily life inside of God's Holy Spirit, having his Holy Spirit in us, guiding us every step of the way. And as we look in this series, I think that's a, such a great proclamation that we can have in our life. It's a procl proclamation, and I, I just want to put it on the screen, and we can declare it this morning, because that is the greatest hope we have, is that my flesh is overcome by his Spirit, look at that right there. That statement is powerful. That is one that can be a declaration every single morning when you wake up. It can be a declaration of God's hope and God's grace. That my flesh, my, my sinful nature is overcome by the Spirit of God. I feel like we should just say that together. Would you just join me in saying it? Because I feel like there's power when we say things out loud. There's power when we give that voice. That's why maybe you want to take that, and it's going to be a declaration this week that you're going to put on your mirror. You're going to put it in a reminder in your phone when you wake up just to declare it over your day. And would you just say it with me right now? One, two, three. My flesh is overcome by his spirit. Okay, that was like, okay, but we got to go to another level. We got to get from down here, excitement level, to like up here. Because down here, it just feels like, but up here, it's like, Jesus paid the price. He did it. He's accomplished it. And I can live in that type of freedom. So let's try it again. Ready? One, two, three. My flesh is overcome by his spirit. Man, that right there should bring, bring excitement to us. That is a declaration that we can live in. And the Apostle Paul is someone that talks in the Bible a lot about uh, this contrast, contrast between the flesh, our sinful nature, and God's Holy Spirit. And we're going to look at Galatians chapter 5, this kind of a theme verse for this whole series. Verses 22 and 25 says this, says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Man, that is the fruit of God's spirit right there. Against such things, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And since we live by the spirit, let us keep in step, there it is, see it, in step with the spirit. So our job is to stay in step with God's Holy Spirit. Our daily job is to say, hey, I want to walk today in step, not with my own desires, my own solutions, my own behavior, but I want to follow what God is doing inside of me. I want to follow what he, uh, the path that he has set before me, how he would want me to respond, how he would want me, me to react. And that's easier said than done. And we see right there that what is in the first part of that verse, it just declares, but the fruit of the Spirit... That fruit there is the outward sign of what the God's spirit is doing inside of us. And it's a long list. It's a good list. It's a list of things that we should all carry. And that's what we're going to look at throughout this, this series. We're going to look at how that fruit of the spirit 
and us living each and every day, uh, how that kind of helps us, what, what, what that means each and every step of the way when we live with love, joy, peace, uh, forbearance, kindness, uh, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. We're going to look at that all throughout this summer series. So uh, have, have you ever seen someone do a three-legged race? You know, where you, they do a race, and a lot of times they'll do it at a school, field day, elementary schools, but maybe sometimes you've been part of of a three-legged race, but what they do is you get another person, and they tie, your, you stand side by side, and they tie the middle leg together. I've also seen it where they put a pillow sack in between, and that's what holds it together, but um, I think three-legged races are super hard. When you see kids do them, you, you see them fall all the time. They have a hard enough time, but if you put adults in that situation, that is even worse. That's a disaster. I feel like uh, no adult should ever be tortured with having to do a three-legged race. Now, if you want a, a little comedy in your life, just go to YouTube, Google three-legged race fails, and see people falling. You'll get a good uh, mix of videos of people falling. They're just as good as cat videos um, that you can just get uh, videos of people wiping out as they try to coordinate. Because when you're doing a three-legged race, it's imp it, you have to stay in step. You have to stay tied because you have to be together. And when this leg goes forward, because you're tied together, and then this one goes, and, the, and it's so easy to get out of pace, out of whack, and out of step in, in that. And it's hard, but thankfully, I think the same thing's true when it comes to living our life with God and living by His Spirit. It's hard, but because of grace, it's possible. Now, my problems with three-legged race maybe not be your problems because I tend to be like, let's go as fast as we can, and, and it requires the coordination, and, and I'm competitive, so I tend to be like, let's just go, and eventually I've wiped out with someone, and I end up trying to like just pick them up and like, you know, kind of carry them on my shoulder and, and hop across the finish line, anything we can do to try to get there as fast as possible. But our journey with God means uh, isn't, isn't about how fast we get it done. It's, just, it's about us living each and every day in his spirit and in sync with his spirit and, and tuning our hearts to that. You see, those who live by God's grace depend on the, the spirit of God each and every day in their life. See, we're not perfect. We can't make all the right decisions and respond the right way in life. We can't do that on our own, and that's not what the gospel's about. It's not us about trying to uh, be better people and behave better and do better things. That's, that's a product of it, but that price and that guidance and that is all accomplished because of God's work inside of us. Paul talks about it, the apostle in Romans chapter 6, he talks about walking in the spirit is how he puts it, that we should all walk in the spirit. And daily, that means that we live and put our lives under God's control, that we are letting his word give us direction. That's why we have scripture. That's why we have the Bible. That's why we have the uh, moments that we can connect with God and pray and ask him to guide us every step of the way. And that's what Paul talks about in Romans 6 when he says that we should walk according to the spirit. So we all have this job to do and there should be fruit when we live like that. There should be visible signs of, of us walking in God's spirit because it's gonna be different. It's gonna be not our natural response. It's gonna be a different response than uh, we would normally uh, uh, typically naturally respond to in, our, in, our, in a way in our life. And love is, uh, we're, today we're gonna look at love and we're gonna just zero in on that one 
Because I think love is one of those things that isn't always natural. Now, you say, Don, I got this. I, I love people. I love my family. I love uh, my friends, my neighbors. I love the people God has put in my life. And I'd say, okay, well, well done. You love the people that you like, right? Uh, you like people, and those are the people that are easy to love. But what about the people that God calls us to love that are unlovable, that are unlikable, the people that rub us the wrong way, the people that, are ir- that irritate us? And uh, that's what it means to walk in the spirit and, be, and uh, have love. Because in the natural, it's easy to love people that you like. But in the, in the spirit, we're able to love people that we dislike. And that's where God's Holy Spirit gives us help. And as we walk with him each and every day, we're able to just kind of step into that uh, fullness of living in his spirit. And so that goes against our natural response. So when the Galatians talks about the fruit of love in our life, we have to look at the people that are difficult, the people that are challenging, the people that we, our initial response is like, oh, man, they kind of drive me nuts. Or, man, that person is a mean person. Or that person is terrible. They're evil. They've done evil things in their life. Um, and they, they can be what we would say unlovable. And those are the, the people that God gives us the grace by his spirit to uh, approach and respond with love to in our life. God calls us to do that. He calls us to live like that so that we're not just, we don't just love the people that we like. We love the people, every person that God puts in front of us. Every person that he puts in front of us, we say, you know what, God, we love them. I love them because you loved us. So let's talk about that. Love is the cornerstone that God has has uh, built this bridge through Jesus Christ. John 3.16, one of the most famous verses, probably uh, most people uh, know it. We see it at, held up at football games on signs. But God so what? Loved the world that he gave his son, Jesus. So grace is built and it has a foundation on God's love. And it doesn't get simpler than that. Listen, listen what Mark chapter says, uh, chapter 12, verse 30 and 31 says, because it talk, Jesus is asked about what's the greatest commandment, and Jesus really talks about love. He says, and you must love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind, and all of your strength. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. So what? We have to clothe ourselves in love each and every day. When we're walking by the Spirit of God, we have to walk with a love. And Jesus puts it right here in that scripture in Mark chapter 12. He puts it in a way here that he just focuses our love on two critical and important things. Number one is that we have to love God. And his love isn't just a love of like, it's a feeling, but it's a God-like love. We've talked before about agape love, a God-type love. That's actually, if you dive into the original language of Scripture, when Jesus is talking here, he's not talking about a romantic love, a sappy love. He's talking about an agape love, a love that transcends uh, the natural ability of our love. And so that's why we need God's Spirit every step of the way. And it's, uh, it's a choice. It's a responsibility. It's not just a feeling that we have. And so our responsibility is to love God. Number one, Jesus says the greatest commandment is for us to love God, to 
uh, put him at the center of our life. And let me tell you, love is expressed in word and in action. Now, I, I don't know if you remember the day that you met maybe a significant other in your life. Maybe you've had a relationship. Maybe you're, you're in a relationship. Maybe you're married. Maybe you have years of married. But maybe you remember that day that you spotted that person. And you just, I remember the day that I met Jamie, my wife. And I saw her across the cafeteria at college. And we went to a Bible college in Missouri. And uh, I saw her. And that was like the moment that I was like, yes, God loves me. Like I really understood. I saw her and I just thought, I, man, she is beautiful. I need to talk to her. I need to get to know her. And I, I remember when I met her and that moment is a, is a moment that I was like, I'm sure. And it confirmed in my heart that God loved me. But you know what I realized is that over time after that first meeting, that our love started to grow. And as it grew, that my attention and my time and my actions and my affection and my finance even started to be directed towards Jamie. And I remember one of our first Christmases together, my mom would tell this story and she always like, I knew something was up, like it was serious because Don had dated other people, but he was like, uh, it, it was serious. This is how I knew it was serious because at Christmas time, uh, it came around, we met in the fall and our first Christmas together came along and I said, you know what, I'm going to buy her a necklace. And so I had, I had a good job and so I worked and saved up and, and I bought her just this nice gold necklace uh, at, at uh, Christmas time and my mom's like, oh man, something's up, like this is uh, for real. And uh, I realized that like as our relationship went on, that more of my, myself got focused on her. And that's the same type of thing that God's, our love for God isn't just, uh, isn't just spoken. It's not just something that we verbalize. It's something that we live out. Our love for God has actions tied to it, right? No marriage, no relationship uh, would, would thrive and grow unless it was coming together and, uh, and having not only the verbal uh, affirmation and affection spoken to the other person, but the follow-up. You know what? One of the things I feel like I can do to serve my wife is go on walks with her. And when she asks to go on a walk, sometimes I don't feel like it. So sometimes I do say no, but other times I'm saying, you know what? I need to go on a walk with her. Just uh, enjoy it and, and get out. And, and uh, when it's not raining here in Indiana, we have very small windows to get out there and walk, but we do it. But I, I just know that I need to set aside time and spend time with her. I know sometimes I can I can love her by, by simply serving. I know I can love her by uh, doing the dishes or cleaning up after uh, a meal. I know I can clean up the house a little bit and straighten up things. And those are ways that I can serve and love her. And that all those things shows love. So it's not just me speaking that. It's me living that out. And the same is true with our love of God. We have to live that out. We have to live out this love and express and show that love to God. So how do we show our love? We communicate, we connect with God, we dig into his word. And one of the greatest things that we can do, it's one of the things that we talk about a lot here at Highmark, is that our pursuit and our vision is for your life and, and the spiritual journey is that you would know God. And as you get to know God, you get to know him more and more, you fall, fall deeper in love with him. And you start to see your life transform and change. And how do we get to know God? Well, we get to know God by understanding his nature, reading his word, spending time really kind of growing in him, being discipled in small groups and in community, praying with one another, praying ourselves. And so 
uh, what we do on a regular day and every day of our life to walk in God's spirit is to center ourselves on loving God. And that's our goal. That's our, that's our, our thing. And, that, and we can validate our verbal love for God by the way that we live our life and the actions and what we do. You see, it's easy to say, too, that God just loves everybody. And it's, we can, I don't think there would be anybody that would argue with that statement. Like, God loves everyone. God loves all people. And, and that's a pretty easy statement for us to just kind of latch on. And I think it gets a little harder the more specific that you say it is. If God loves everyone, then it gets a little harder sometimes. And maybe you're in a place where you're, you're critical of yourself. You're hard on yourself. You don't think you're worthy. So even when you hear God loves people, you think God loves other people. But let me tell you, God loves you enough that he sent Jesus. And he didn't just send Jesus for all humanity in general. He sent him because he, he knew your name. The Bible says he knows the number of hairs on your head. That is, that is how well and how God knows you and loves you and desires to have a relationship with you. But he's not going to force you. You just have to simply say, God, I want to die. I've been, I want to know you a little bit more. And that's the challenge every day in our life to just love God more and live that out. I think when it comes to loving people, God calls us not only to love God, but to love people. And loving people, like I said, is, is one of those challenging things. It's every person. And why should we love every person? Why does God call us to love every person? And you could get the real kind of deep questions of like practical, our practical theology. And like, well, does God love the murderer? Does he love the, the evil person? And the Bible talks about how God loves everyone. And there are those that have pushed away God's love. And our job and the reason that we have to love God and then also love people is because we have the opportunity to show the love of God to every person we encounter. I've realized more and more that I've encountered people that are having bad days. I might be at a restaurant and, uh, or at a grocery store and there's people that are grumpy or they're having a bad day. And I've realized that, you know what, I don't know all the details of their life. I don't know what all is happening. Maybe in this moment, me just treating them with the kindness and love. Maybe me saying something positive and encouraging them in a specific way. Maybe that is just a little way that I can show love to them. Maybe that's a little way that I can just express the love of God to them. And that becomes, and that's why Jesus says, listen, love God and love people. And I think those are both hallmarks of our lives, should be things that people see uh, in us every day. Man, that guy loves God. Man, she loves people. And they see that uh, in us, and it, and it helps them understand the love of God. But let's be honest, there are a lot of unlovable people out there. Are you with me today? Come on, we'll just break it down. I'm not going to candy coat it because there's the guy that goes to the checkout and he has more than 10 items in the express checkout. Like, I don't know if I can love him in that moment. Maybe that's the person that is chewing, they're eating their meal and they chew super loud. They're like, wow, I don't know. I can't handle that. I'm not good with that. I can't handle that. And I don't know if I can love that person in life. Maybe Maybe it's, uh, uh, I, I can't love the person that talks so loud in the office that I basically feel like I'm part of their conversation. They're on the phone talking, and they're just talking super loud. Maybe they're out in public, 
I, I see this a lot. They're out in public, and now they got the Bluetooth in their ear, and they're just talking as loud as I get. And I'm like, yeah, I feel like I am a part of that conversation. I feel like, well, wherever they're going and making plans, I feel like I should go and be a part of it. Maybe those are the people that irritate you a little bit. Maybe there's more uh, deeper ones. There's people in your life that have hurt you. There's people in your life that have actually caused a lot of pain in your life. And I think those are the things that where we need God's Holy Spirit to guide us and just by his grace just kind of help us love people better. And I don't think we're always going to be perfect at it. But the truth, get this truth today. I kind of laugh and we make some jokes about people that might be unlovable in life. But get this truth. We need to love person, every person, regardless of their background, regardless of their skin color, regardless of their income or status, and regardless uh, of, of what they've done in their life, every person deserves the love of God. And God calls us as his followers to live in his spirit. He calls us to express his love to every person we encounter. I had a friend that one time used to say, uh, just going through hard times, that in hard times you need people uh, you know you know Jesus is there and he's with you and his spirit's with you, but sometimes in life you just need Jesus with skin on. You need people that are filled with God's Holy Spirit that come alongside you, that they encourage you, they say something that just turns things around, that helps you get perspective. They just help you kind of uh, see things, and that is what God calls us to. He calls us to love people in that type of way because it's how we share his love with them how we show his love to them and so that's what God he's calling us to do that's why we need to live in his spirit we need to walk in his spirit on a daily basis and I'll tell you what we're not perfect at it I'm not perfect at it but you know what if we commit to it and we say God today I want to walk in your spirit help me to show love to someone help me someone that treats me treats me poorly help me not to respond in my flesh in that moment and and have all the thoughts and feelings that I just want to deck them I want to punch them or I'm upset or I'm angry or I'm sad or frustrated but God help me respond with your love God calls us to do it that's what living by God's Holy Spirit produces in our life that's what it means to live and walk in step with him so how do we do it I want to give you just some takeaways some things that are helpful how do we walk with love? These are things that I found that help me in the moment recenter my heart, realign myself. Number one is that we realign our heart with God's love. How do we walk with love each and every day? That we have to realign our heart with uh, his love. We have to say, God, I realize that you are love. I realize that you loved me. And uh, just aligning ourselves that God poured out his love to us through Jesus. He's made a way, and it was generous. We didn't deserve it or, 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 or ask for it, but he gave it to us. So we just have to realign and re- realign our hearts to the love of God in our, in our life and how much he's, he puts out there and just says, listen, I love you, and I, I want the best for you. And I think sometimes just coming back to that is a good way to just center yourself on his love each and every day. Number two is this. Recount the grace you need. One of the best things we can do is recount all of our faults, all of the weaknesses, all of the areas where we just don't measure up. And we put those things, and we don't recount them in a way that's saying, hey, I'm bad, or I'm, I'm not good enough, or I don't measure up. We recount in a way that 
we put them in God's court and we say, God, it's only by your grace. So I'm going to recount the areas of my life where I need your grace. Because you know what? That's going to help me walk in love. That's going to help me love you more and make my, my love and my dedication to you even sweeter. Because I know that I don't measure up, but yet you love me so much. And it's going to help me that as I encounter people that are hurt and broken, I'm going to be able to love them. Because I know that I'm not perfect. I don't have it all together. The third thing is this, just react with a spirit-led posture. Sometimes you're going to encounter people in life, and you're going to have those instant reactions. They're going to well up inside you, but that's when we can yield to the Holy Spirit in our life. That's when we can step back and say, God, I need your Holy Spirit to speak up. And in moments, God, Holy, God's Holy Spirit can Correct us or catch us from not reacting in the flesh. It can help us to react with a spirit-led posture that's, listen, God, I just want to honor you in every part. I want to honor you through this relationship and this encounter. And I don't want to just operate in my flesh. I don't want to just operate every single day in, in this moment, but I want to react. I want to I lead my life with your spirit at the forefront. And that's where we'll see love each and every day just flow through us. God's love flowing through us to everyone around us. And you know, you know what? People take notice of that. People see that. So everything that we're talking about today is people are going to expect you to react or act in a fleshly type of way. Our society is going to expect you to get angry or get mad or say hurtful things or cut this person down or be mad at the company or the boss. or They're going to expect those things. But what they don't expect is someone that responds with hurt and pain and rejection and difficult situations. They're not going to expect someone that, to react in that type of way with love. But God says, listen, that's how people will know of my love. I'm using you in that. So when we walk with God's spirit each and every day, it's his love flowing through us. And as I was talking about that, listen, it's not about perfection. It's about progress. And as we talk about that declaration that, listen, our flesh is overcome by, the, by his spirit, that doesn't mean that all the signs of our flesh are instantly gone in our journey, in our walk with God. No, they're always going to be there. They're always going to be there. But you know what? It's about us making progress towards the spirit, making progress and growing in our relationship with Jesus. We're never going to get it all right, but you know what? God working through us is going to take us a little closer to the step towards him. And you know what? That's what life is all about. That's what the gospel is all about, is that we're on a journey, and here we are in our fleshly nature. We're over here on this side, and God in his righteousness and his holiness is over here, and the gospel in Jesus is all about us taking a step from here to here to here to here and not giving up along the way. And you know what? And it's also us being okay with living in this tension of this in-between that we're in between two worlds. We're, being, we're in between the holiness of God and the brokenness of this world. But you know what? We're doing our best to lean into his spirit. And that's what Jesus is all about. That's why love is something that we all need. It's something we need to live in. 
And you know what? You're not going to get it right all the time. But God, through his Holy Spirit and, and you focusing and, and putting your, your daily life subject or under his Holy Spirit, under control, you're going to be guided more often towards a holiness and a holy response in your life of love. And that's the challenge we all have. We all had to live that. And you know what? I see a church. We're a church that we're always going to be focused on loving people. We're always going to be focused on loving God, lifting up his name. One of our values is we keep Jesus at the center. Another one of our values is we're real people. You know why? Because we love God. We love people. Thanks for tuning in today. We'd love to have you join us on Sundays at Highmark. Go online to highmark.church to get all the details and plan your visit. Remember, God has a high calling for your life, so keep pursuing your purpose.